Hello there, and welcome to Dear Fandom, where everything you like is terrible, mostly the Kingdom Hearts universe. I'm <laughs> Megan. And I'm Hillary. And today is a continuation of the first uh, really, really manic episode of me just going through what I believed was most of Kingdom Hearts, and then after 50 minutes I went, nope, this isn't all of it. So <laughs> we're going to finish up talking about the last four-ish games of the series uh so we left off at kingdom hearts 358 and a half sorry 305 eight days over two and just to give you an idea i actually i'm I'm sorry i hate this i know you do so much and i realized that i didn't explain this in the last game but the reason it's called 358 days is because the game spans 358 days over two means this is a a time span split between two different characters, your Roxas and your Shion. Okay, that's... Yeah, thank you. See, super, super easy to understand. All of the fans get it. None of us had questions. We looked at that title and went, I completely know what this movie's gonna be about. Sorry, game? Um, Movie with gameplay? Um. Thank you, thank you. Because, I mean, that's what a lot of Disney video games are. But, like, um... Thank you, because you were like, oh yeah, 358, it's fans 358, moving onward. I'm like, what about the, what about the over two? <laughs> so, so 358 ends with, uh, the, actually, so 358 over two ends with the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2. So Kingdom Hearts 2, you start out and you play as Roxas. Uh, so 358 ends as Roxas. You, you're you in like the last stages of Roxas's life as a nobody, which sounds like I'm making fun of him. I am, in fact, not. He is a nobody. Literally, that's his like identity is a nobody. Um, and so Kingdom Hearts 2 picks up uh, right at the end of th- 358 over 2. So basically okay. Roxas has been told, hey, so is getting his memories back. We're going to wipe your memories and make you pretend like you've been living in a different universe with all these fake friends we created. It's basically like what happened to Neo in The Matrix. <laughs> so like that. Like that's what happened to Roxas. And then he was just like, oh, I never used to be the one. I was always just a kid on my summer vacation. Yay. And uh, so Roxas, you play for the first few hours of the game as Roxas. Then you wake up. Oh, you're Sora again. Roxas has disappeared inside your memories and you'll never remember him ever again until it's mentioned at a later point in this game. Um, Conveniently. <laughs> Conveniently. So Kingdom Hearts 2. So now you're, 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 Sora's a year older now. Um, he's doing fine. He's, he's around. He does, you know, Sora things. He, uh, he figures out that he's, uh, that in fact, Ansem may have been stopped, but Zemnis, which is, so Ansem was the heartless, Zemnis is the nobody. And the diff, the way you can tell them apart is Zemnis is an anagram of Ansem, plus they put an X in it, so it's different now. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's exactly the kind of reaction you want to hear to solid storytelling. <laughs> So, <laughs> so you're that Ansem, an, not Ansem. There is an Ansem in this game, but it's not the Ansem that you fought in the last game. So if you guys are still with me, are I'm going to need you to drink heavily so you can stop being with me at this point. Because the only people that should be with me are people who have played every game up until this point. I've got my iced coffee right here. I'm ready. Just like the drinking game is drink every time you're confused about the plot. Um, so <laughs> it's great. You're going to be so wrecked. Uh, so, okay. So you're, you know, you go to your Disney World. You go to like Lion King World. You go to, what else is in Kingdom Hearts? 
cards too. Lion King World. Um, Ariel's got a world in that. Uh, she was also in the first game, but in the first game, like she was like a fighter, and you fought with her, you fought Ursula. In the second game, you get to sing songs, you know, because Disney was like, there is not enough musicals in this for our liking. I'm uncomfortable. You're putting it under the sea. Um, <laughs> so you know, you go from Disney World to Disney World. Oh, you, you, oh, Ansem's not here. Oh, Zemnis isn't here. Oh, okay, I'll go to the next one. Oh, not here either. Oh, are you telling me he's in the he's in the world that never was? That's so crazy. That, that you mean that big villain castle over there? That's so weird. I wasn't expecting him to be there. Um, so yeah, <laughs> and uh, the game kill. I mean, you have you have you additional members of Organization Thirteen. You've got Zigbar. You've got Zaldin. You've got uh, uh, Pikachu. <laughs> you, you've, you've got Clefairy. You got Clefairy. We're gonna go all, through a whole, all 151. Uh, no, oh. there's a lot. There's there's 13 members of Organization 13, excluding the 14th member, but that's fine. Hillary's <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't keep doing this with the lore, and I'm like, I'm not the one doing it, sweetie. It's the creator. <laughs> you like read my mind because I'm like, this can't be real. <laughs> so. Long story short, I could introduce you to each and every single member of Organization 13 that he fights. The biggest one that you got to know is, number one, who's Xemnas, and number two, who's Zigbar. Those are the two that you only really need to know about or give a fuck about. That's it. You fight You fight every member of Organization 13, and you kill them all. You kill Ansem, you kill Xemnas, you kill Zigbar. Everybody's dead. Yeah, well, technically, this is Kingdom Hearts, so everybody's hearts have returned to their original form, uh, which is the equivalent of everybody's dead. Yay! And you win. Um, and then at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, you go to... Back to Destiny Islands, because Sora... Kyrie's there. Kyrie has a Keyblade now. She's 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 got something to do. Uh, what's it called? Riku's alive. He's doing great. Um, point is, you beat everybody, and you go back to Destiny Islands with your friends. You're all reunited, and then, like, a bottle and a... Like, a, a letter in a bottle, like, pops up, and it's like, oh, it's from King Mickey. Oh, man. King Mickey's also a thing. Sorry, I don't know if I mentioned that. That's, oh. that's really... That's a whole... Uh, I'm really trying to skip over a lot of the Disney plot, because the Disney plot is, is pretty cohesive, and you don't need my help with that. Um, now, the next one is Coded, and Recoded is uh, basically unimportant. You don't need to play it, and I've never played it, and I don't know anything about it, so I'm not going to tell you about it, because if I can get into Kingdom Hearts as deep as I'm into it and still have never played this game or given a shit about it, you guys are fine, too. All right, next one. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Recoded, guys. Uh, next one is Dream Drop Distance, in which... Uh, Sora and Riku decide to take the Mark of Mastery exam, uh, which was the which was first introduced in Birth by Sleep, which is the second in the series, but it was like the fifth overall release, you know, so we're getting good in terms of numbers. Uh, and yeah. long story short, Riku wins, Sora loses. So the character that you've been playing as for fucking eight games up till now loses his fucking Mastery exam about the Keyblade, and you throw the controller down, and you go, why was I even here? Why did I even try? <laughs> <laughs> That's the equivalent of, like, Sir Arthur, like, going through all of the trials and tribulations of, like, trying to get to... The, that's... That's... Sometimes you'll hear crashing in the background. That's just, you know, my husband and I are preparing for what inevitably will be a child... Having a child and raising a child. So just letting you guys know. Because when I do have the podcast in the future, there will be a baby around. So just giving you guys that forewarning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not editing any 
baby crying out. Really. No, no, it's going to be, it's going to be like, okay, Taylor, are you going to cut here? Because I'm going to go feed my baby. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so dream drop distance. Uh, Sora loses. Riku wins. Yay, Riku fans. Um, and basically, Sora gets his ass beaten so hard in dream drop distance that he uh, regresses back. So if we're using a level system and like at the end of dream drop distance, he's level 100. Basically, he gets his ass kicked so hard uh, that he falls back to level one. And the reason he gets his ass kicked so hard, it's actually not by Riku. Turns out that through some really convoluted logic, Xehanort is alive again. Um, and all of the members of Organization 13 are as well. Uh, and by all of them, I mean most of them. Like, all of them are alive. It's a very, like I said, convoluted. Most important part to remember, Xehanort's alive now. And Xehanort kicked Sora's ass so hard, he made him a baby, weakling thing again. So now we pick up at Kingdom Hearts uh, 0.2 Birth by Sleep of Fragmentary Passage. And basically <laughs> what that is, <laughs> and just to continue, just to continue that story, because it's technically uh, like it's it's occurring simultaneously throughout all these games. It's just Aqua and the, the I wanted to say Shadow Realm, and I'm like, no, Megan, this isn't Yu-Gi-Oh! No, um, in the dark, dark realm or whatever. I wish this realm was Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, honestly, I don't. Yu-Gi-Oh's way worse. I'll be like, so, so there was a man named Janucci from Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> so, Listen, leave Joey out of this. Anyway. So wait, so, so uh, 0.2, Birth by Sleep, a fragmentary passage is going on at the same time. Aqua is fighting in the realm of darkness. Uh, she's, you know, alive, so that's good. That She's not dead. That's, that's, that's positive overall. Net positive, you're not dead. Uh, and then <laughs> at the end of this, after you've finished playing your section as Aqua, you go to the section of Sora, and it's you don't play as Sora at all. It's just a bunch of cutscenes. And basically, Sora, uh, Yen Sid from you know the the Sorcerer's Apprentice is here, and he's like, "Hey, you suck at fighting again. Go to Hercules, and he'll help you out." So that's where we pick up in Kingdom Hearts three. You go to Hercules, and Hercules's world, like Mount Olympus, has been a recurring world so it's either mount olympus or the coliseum or what have you and it's just been a reoccurring world throughout all of the games which makes me really happy because i'm a gigantic hercules fan it's the reason i got into greek mythology as a kid and um and it's the only disney world in kingdom hearts 3 that's from an animated film every and by i mean like cell animated uh like like on a piece of paper with somebody drawing um the yeah. rest of the worlds in kingdom hearts 3 are uh, i mean so we got tangled we got frozen we got pirates of caribbean we got uh, Monsters, Inc. We got Big Hero 6. Oh, my God. Is there more? <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's the digital pantheon. Um, I mean, yeah. So it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of, you know, the, 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 the CGI animation, which goes well since, you know, Kingdom Hearts is not a 2D cell animated fucking video game because those don't exist in PS2 language. I don't think they maybe they do. But I'm not here for you to correct me and I don't want it. So anyway. <laughs> I do not accept it. So um, Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, there's no easy way for me to slice down exactly what happens in Kingdom Hearts 3 other than to say it's the big old battle with Xehanort. You fight many different characters. You fight Jesse and James because they come back to life. Zigbar's there again too. There's like 15 other characters that you're going to get confused about because they all look exactly the fucking same because they all wear the exact same goddamn costume. And, uh, and then you beat him. You win. Yay. Oh, my God. And then he gets, like, this nice redemption arc. And luckily, so the guy who played the voice of Xehanort was Leonard Nimoy, as I mentioned in the last episode. Now, when they made Kingdom Hearts 3, Leonard Nimoy had already passed before the voice acting for Kingdom Hearts 3 had taken place. So they replaced him with Rutger Hauer. Uh, now, I don't know if you know, but Rutger Hauer is also dead. 
Um, that sounds really rude and crude, but he really did die, and he died before they made an additional DLC called Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind, which was also including Xehanort, so they had to recast Xehanort again. But here's the kicker. Uh, the guy who they replaced Rutger Hauer with was a much better choice than Rutger Hauer. Now, Rutger Hauer, in case uh, the audience doesn't know, I know him from Batman Begins. He plays that dick asshole guy who's like, uh, your father's company will be keeping will be keeping watch on it, you know, to Bruce Wayne or whatever. That's Rutger Hauer, the blonde old dude. Oh, okay. I had no idea who this man was. He's a he's he was a, a, a I'd say quite a decently big name. He's done a lot of movies, but I wouldn't say that a lot of people know him by name. However, the guy they replaced him with, everyone certainly knows his name, and that guy is Christopher Lloyd. Oh, I literally don't know where these fuckers are. Like, literally, do they go up to Christopher Lloyd's house and they're like, "Sir, if you voice this character in Kingdom Hearts Three DLC Remind, we'll pay your mortgage for the next five years." And Christopher Lloyd's like, "That's all you need to say. Sign me up." <laughs> I am sold. And it's great because he's wonderful. He's amazing. And this, like, including the story of Kingdom Hearts Three, is is also the DLC Remind. And basically, um, it's just, uh, it's I, I don't know how to tell you. Like, it's it's basically just you replay the last hour or two hours of the game. You you beat Xehanort again. That doesn't change. You just get some more cutscenes, stuff like, uh, like. Like, oh, okay, like, so for instance, at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3, Kyrie dies! Yay! Um, wow, that's really inappropriate, Megan. Um, so since Kyrie dies, uh, you, as Sora, are like, I gotta save her! And so you don't see what happens, but basically the game ends, Kyrie's dead, Sora's like, I'm gonna go save her! And then you see Kyrie again at the end of the game, and this time Sora's dead when, when you know, you go to save Kyrie. Because, you know, I guess uh, life for a life, I don't know, e equivalent exchange. Is this also a Full Metal Alchemist crossover? We don't know yet. Um, so Kingdom Hearts Remind kind of just fills in that gap as to why Sora is dead now and Kyrie is alive. So basically, uh, you go back in time and you save Kyrie, but for the price of... I'm, just, I'm literally like sitting here I, and I'm like, like, logic doesn't make sense in this world. Yeah, like, like, like if you guys we... really like mushrooms and then playing video games, this is the one. Why are we saving Kyrie again? I think legitimately between these two episodes, you've mentioned Kyrie like six times. And yes, like, she's like, been that's saved in almost every game. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like six times as in a very minimal amount. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. In terms of like her actual importance to the game, yeah, that's no, what no. I mean. she's, she's like, she's like, hey, Sora, I'm here to help. Oh, damn it, she disappeared. <laughs> like, she's the equivalent of Princess Peach, but even Princess Peach in recent years has become more of a an active character or like, uh, you know, she'll, like if she's gone, there's a reason. She's like, I'm on vacation, Mario. I will see you in a month. And you're like, oh yeah, like very proud of you. Whereas Kyrie's like, hi. And then she gets swooped away by darkness and she's like, oh, shucks. Um, I got kidnapped again. Turn it. Um, so you save her and basically I, I at this point the ending is highly ambiguous to me because it seems like Sora is not dead in fact Sora is pretty much alive and he ended up in Final Fantasy 15 in fact uh, and I'm not going to go into the plot of Final Fantasy 15 but he, he fights some guy who looks just like the main character in Final Fantasy 15 and I'm, I'm, just, I'm just confused to be honest but I have to continue buying the games because what am I going to do now? I've invested 18 years into this. You're, you're in too deep. I can't stop now. I literally cannot stop guys. This is what is happening. This is why when people are like why don't you why, are you into Star Wars? And I'm like I'll watch the original trilogy and they're like oh but you should watch this and this and this and this and I'm like okay you don't understand when I said the original trilogy 
I mean, don't talk to me about Star Wars again. <laughs> I don't care, and it's I like, don't want to, because there's just so much lore that I cannot wrap my head around. It's like, I've, I've watched the nine theatrical films, and I think that's enough for yeah, me. Yeah, like, you, I know. you've gotten enough of my money, you've gotten enough of my time, we're good. <laughs> and that's yeah. exactly how Kingdom Hearts is. No, it's, it's I, I bring up this, it's not quite the equivalent, because, like, Lord knows that Harry Potter isn't nearly this fucking convoluted. I would say that's why I say um, Star Wars is a better example because Star Wars has the books and the TV show and the animated series and they're just making another thing with it and it's just George Lucas going, I'm just going to try and get a few more dollars out of this. (laughs) But George Lucas sold it so it's not even his property anymore. So then it's Disney. Yeah. We're going to get all the money. Yeah, basically. Oh, and if, you, and if you didn't realize, Kingdom Hearts is also owned by Disney. Whoa, it's almost like there's a theme. <laughs> Disney, there's like six companies that own everything. I know, right? Um, but no, it's 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 just... Oh, and let me just quickly go over the last game, which has not yet come out. It's called Melody of Memory. And it is basically a rhythm game. So we're talking in line with like DDR, um, like uh, freaking... Uh, American Rock Idol band. like it's literally a game where you're like and they're singing songs and you're like X X circle X circle like <laughs> that's the kind of game we're talking about and what it is is it's going to be uh, just a rehash of previous games while you fly through them and songs play so you know but I heard there's like an hour worth of lore in that 45 hour game so you bet your sweet ass I'm gonna get it for Switch oh my god <laughs> I just they're so <laughs> Oh God! I, I had I had fully considered myself broken free when I didn't see Crimes of Grindelwald in theaters, but y'all know I'm buying the DVD. So like. yeah, legit. Like that's the thing is like for something that you've invested a large amount of your time into, like I took a break between I'd say so I took a break between Kingdom Hearts two and. Uh, and anything recently because when I was in college you know I was like very into Kingdom Hearts uh my favorite story of my drunken college days is that I got blackout drunk in a bar in New York City (laughs) this is my favorite story um and I was just going on like we were just me and my friend were talking about Kingdom Hearts the entire night and like I wasn't there to hook up with dudes I was just there to like get drunk in the summer and um and we were just talking about Kingdom Hearts the entire night and I get blackout which is great because I don't remember this but luckily she was there to recount the story to me and she had to prop me up against a subway pole uh we were going downtown and all I can say is Sora Riku Kyrie in that order only and it's really funny because I must have said like she recorded a video of me which no longer exists thank the lord of me with my mouth blue from the blue fishbowl that I drank mostly by myself because she went this tastes like dish soap and I said keep drinking it it'll get better oh my god and then at the end of this fishbowl she has me propped up against a subway pole going Sora Riku Kairi just over and over again like it's like like a message like a crypt like a cryptographic message that if you you just pick, figure out the timing and the pacing you're like okay it sounds like she's in danger what else girl <laughs> I'm so sad I've never seen that I'm oh. glad you haven't because I watched it once and it was enough for me to cringe like it cringed me so deeply that I remember I'm 30 now this occurred when I was 23 which you know seven years and to have a memory that vivid of a video you watched one time on someone's cell phone that's an intense cringe 
Oh yeah, that's and, that is the anti-flex. Imagine if you just like, like, especially if you were like on the subway at like 1 a.m. in New York City, not during a pandemic in the summer of 2013, um, <laughs> and you just see this drunk, tall toddler just spouting out random words, and you don't know, but it sounds vaguely Japanese, and you're like, is she drunk speaking Japanese? Like, I, I, Sora, Riku, and Kyrie are Japanese names. Like, I mean, it's it's plausible. And it I, think- I could have freaked out so many people. That's what I'd love to do. If time machines are invented, no, I'm not going to go back and visit the golden age of wherever the fucking country. I'm going to go back to 2013, wear a trench coat, put a hood over my head, and watch my drunk ass on the subway and be like, oh my god, this is so much better than I imagined. <laughs> Specifically, I'm going to need to be like, like 60 or older so that way like i no longer cringe and i'm gonna go ah i miss those days <laughs> <laughs> all right so um i uh, final thoughts quiz. <laughs> quiz okay so um final thoughts quiz uh so hmm. I, if you quizzed me on any of that i would fail that instantly because that's like even even between weeks that's a fuck ton of information <laughs> right it's 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 something that i so we have a friend who's like, oh, I started playing the first one. And I'm like, just don't bother. Don't. I'm As a, as a gigantic fan of this series, don't waste your time. Okay, because that's, that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to see, like, should, I mean, like, I am video game deficient. I am truly, like, the worst of video games. Uh, I got together um, socially distanced and safe with Megan, her husband, and another friend of ours. And we had played Mario Kart. And I placed last every single time. <laughs> I mean, that's. I, I also want to point out that you were you spent your teenage years out socializing with people at concerts, and I spent them inside my house looking at the TV from three feet away. I mean, tit for tat, I suppose. <laughs> Who needs friends when I have the power of friendship magic and a PlayStation 2? Listen, <laughs> listen, I invited you to every single one of those concerts. And I said no to every single one, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, you're not. I'm sorry. I was not leaving my house. It was 2006. What am I supposed to do? Go outside? God. <laughs> That's upsetting but, to say as a year. Sorry, continue. But, but yeah, I'm like totally video game deficient. But like, would this be, this would be, I'm assuming, like a bad introductory video game to, for uh, JRPGs, right? No, I like, mean, so here's the thing. It's, uh, so if you start with Kingdom Hearts 1, and I mean like literally start with Kingdom Hearts 1, not Birth by Sleep or Union Cross or whatever. Um, <laughs> birth by I, Death. <laughs> I have the benefit of starting this game when I was a 12-year-old girl. And it was the reason I got into JRPGs. It was literally my introduction. I played Final Fantasy X and X-2 after this. I got 12. Um, I have Magna Carta Tears of Blood, which is not a JRPG. It's a KRPG. And it's awful. Um, I have a lot of, like, a lot of love for the Final Fantasy series. I got Final Fantasy III for my Nintendo DS. But all of that formed because of Kingdom Hearts. And Kingdom Hearts was something that, for me, it really, so it, it drew me in with the Disney World. It was like, you've got Alice and you've got and it was all the disney princesses specifically in the first game because it's all about the seven princesses of heart yeah so they have jasmine they have Belle, they have sleeping beauty cinderella snow white 
uh, Alice and Kyrie is your seventh princess of heart, uh, which is how we, you know, actually involve ourselves in the game. Um, but what's so lovely about the first Kingdom Hearts is, for instance, you have Snow White, Cinderella, and, and uh, Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. They were just like, that. they've already been captured. We're starting off the game with them captured. You don't need to go to their worlds. And it's great because, you know, it's, I think for a lot of kids, we'd all rather watch a, like, play a level of a video game that involves Belle or Jasmine and Alice than we would with Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, uh, Cinderella. Because those movies were kind of antiquated by the time I was 12. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jasmine and, and Belle, those were like my favorite Disney princesses. And it's, 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 I wouldn't even say, like, I mean, I can't speak to the fan base because it's not like I ever cosplayed from Kingdom Hearts or, or anything like that. I didn't have enough money or time or patience or, or the ability to handle half of the fandom. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, it, it's just, it's something that, like, for me and my sister was a bonding experience. Uh, she was 10, and we would, like, play it uh, at night. And, and it was a game where the, the, the monsters weren't scary. They were darkness, and they were, like, shadowy looking. But they weren't scary in the way, like, a Doom monster would be, just filled with blood or fangs or, or like, yeah. pop, like a lot of jump scares. I think, I think this is a game, like... Like, when I have a child in the future, I'd be comfortable with them playing it. Absolutely. Like, that would be. Absolutely. It's not something that has, you know, any kind of... It's it's, it's very... It's a very good children introduction to video games. Specifically, like, uh, preteen. Because it's... It, the controls are easy enough to understand. And it's something that... It's, it encourages, like, a lot of exploration. Like, yes, there's a linear storyline. That's basically how every video game usually works, uh, at least an RPG. It's, you know, you have this linear storyline that you follow. But it's something that I can speak to my personal experience. The reason it's – this has been, like, a recurring – excuse me, recurring theme. Like, I remember bringing my Kingdom Hearts strategy guide into school in seventh grade, and all of the boys were like, oh, shit, you have Kingdom Hearts? And I was like, yeah! Read them and weep, fellas! (laughs) (laughs) Popularity. Exactly. Like, that was my, that was, that was how I, like, hung out with, like, guys. I was like, poof! And they're like, wow! And they're like, did you, did you hear about Kingdom Hearts 2? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've got Game Informer magazine. And they're like, whoa! And you're like, yeah! That, that's <laughs> so, that's so fun. My, my experience was so different in my preteen years. I feel like I went to school and I was in, like, Converse and Nirvana shirt. And the boys, like, in my class were like, whoa, you listen to that? And I was like, yeah, I listen to, like, some 41, bitch. And, like, I was cool because it said the word bitch and I listened to punk music. <laughs> I, I was in the magnet program. So, like, that was just, like, specifically STEM students. So but every student that they invested in in middle school, they were, like, in the magnet program, they're like, you're going to go into math and science. And, and technically I'm in accounting, so they weren't wrong in the end. <laughs> you, you, always, you always were very good at math. And, I mean, I think video games lends itself to like a technology mind like I feel like yeah it like lends itself to like a a brain it's like the creative side of like that sort of linear thinking exactly and I mean so the biggest thing that a lot of people have with Kingdom Hearts is that it's terrible like it's just it's just what it's become is that you know it's become this convoluted plot line oh, like with these characters that don't matter or they do matter that's the thing is I think at its core Kingdom Hearts has like it's got all the makings of a wrong long running anime uh, so like I don't watch Naruto I couldn't tell you what it's about but I can tell you that like some fans of Naruto you could put on a random fucking episode of Naruto and they'd be able to tell you what happened before and what happened after and with Kingdom Hearts, it's kind of like a lot of those are, I don't know, like I'm just heavily invested in the story. So like this, 
this it, it, it's so difficult to just swiftly condense everything that's occurred in Kingdom Hearts, but it's a very fleshed out universe. Xehanort is somebody that has uh, been around since before Birth by Sleep, and you know the voice acting was always really phenomenal. Uh, I, I have to respect Haley Joel Osment for continuing to voice Sora at 34 years old. Um, yeah, they got... Um, one thing I am really impressed by is, you know, the caliber of voice acting they got for this video game. I mean, it is a Disney enterprise, so they have the money to get good actors. Mm-hmm. But, like, like they, got, like, they fucking got Leonard Nimoy, like... I mean, Holy hell. So after Hayden Panettiere left, I believe Allison Stoner took over for, oh, sh- yeah, uh, no, she's for Kyrie. Yeah. And she's, I mean, that's the thing is she was big back in the day. Same thing with David Gallagher. Same thing with uh, Haley Joel Osment. These were all big characters, like big people back in the day. Like Jesse McCartney is the voice of Roxas. We were all obsessed with him when, you know, we were teenagers. We and then were he, teenagers. I just, quick spoiler alert. He was just on the mask and I think he won. Um, and I'm like, oof. I don't love you and your beautiful soul no more. Um, uh, just every time I mention Jesse McCartney, I have to get in one beautiful soul joke because otherwise it doesn't count. Um, no, I got beautiful. The second you were like, oh, yeah, Jesse McCartney, I was like, I don't want another pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's just, it's kind of, uh, it, it, who else is in it? I mean, in terms of, like, Organization 13, so Billy Zane was the original Ansem in the first game, and then they were like, Billy Zane costs too much money, so they replaced him with, or, like, he was a, it was a better quality voice actor. Um, the, a lot of the uh, actors in the organization, so, for instance, Marluxia, he's number 12, he's voiced by the guy who does Blue from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, which, for my generation, is like, yes, I actually don't know how much Gen Z is into Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. I would assume they like it too but who knows we had we had this discussion when we were we were hanging out how like with gen z any gen z list i'm assuming mostly millennials and gen xers listen to this but like um, any gen z any gen zers out there i'm assuming y'all were kids like actual kids when this show came out whereas we were in like junior high or high school well that's the thing with kingdom hearts is uh, a lot of gen zers are into kingdom hearts because it was cheap as hell for parents to get when uh, they were like able to play video games like Kingdom Hearts because it's been released and re-released and remastered and HD remix and whatever it just continues to deplete in value in terms of a game so for parents it's great especially if they want to look at a game and think you know like I, I mean parents knowledge of video games has obviously become a lot more comprehensive in recent years I'm in 2002 I asked my mom for GTA 3 and she was going to get it and then the ge- guy at GameStop was like how old are you kids She's like 12, and he's like, don't fucking get it. <laughs> oh my god, you almost got away with that. I almost did. I was just like, can I get GTA 3? Didn't tell her what it stood for. I was just like, just want GTA 3. She goes, and she, he's like, do you know what GTA stands for? And she's like, no, Grand Theft Auto. Mom's like, fuck that. Like, Mom's like, absolutely, Megan. So it's, you know, it's absolutely like, it's, it's great, because Kingdom Hearts was something that plenty of children had access to, who are now, you know, in their teens and 20s. And imagine being a 30-year-old talking to somebody in their teens and 20s and like trying to make fun of this shit and like you know joking around about it because it's so stupid it's so convoluted but they're taking it so seriously because like you know when you love something deeply you want to take it seriously and now I realize as you know somebody approaching is approaching not approaching my 30s I'm in my 30s and I'm about to give birth it's just like I don't need to take this shit seriously I can enjoy it and not take it seriously I mean there's a difference between like seriously as in like the next game is gonna be garbage and I'm still gonna buy it but like (laughs) I um 
oh god the only the one similar experience i have like with sort of like i mean aside from like everything we do on this podcast aside is from everything. everything is like the my chemical romance fandom because i'm approaching 30 and i was like you know we were teenagers when everything went down and all like the when they were at the height of their fame and now like there's this like new generation of like gen z or um fans there are some of them who weren't alive when like fucking black parade came out which is a horrible thing to think about i can be an entire episode just you and i talking about how insane it is to process um that the stuff we loved as teenagers or or, you know preteens were were things that children nowadays well not nowadays but like you know teenagers now grew up with as kids because like the idea of like you being into my chem and at the exact same time a five-year-old just shit like fucking rocking out next to you or like me going to a con in 2008 and having like a serious conversation with some people about like the 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 heaviness of the kingdom hearts universe and then in that exact same moment thinking about a six-year-old just sitting down next to me and going so i have some serious opinions on sora and Kyrie." (laughs) (laughs) so i want you to listen um but like they take it so seriously because they were so passionate and like i was like that when i was younger i took it very seriously but now i'm like these guys are fucking stupid like, exactly like why are you wasting your time like, like, it's like it's like i love gerard but he's he gets a, it's uh, like i love gerard but i also love making fun of him it's like a passionate fast it's like a passionate I mean, pastime I think, I think it's important i think it's important like that's how for me that's how i express my love of something that i really really love when i love something i like i go i love this so much and i hate it like like i mean hate it as in like like it's something that you enjoy complaining about like in, in the way somebody would complain about like God, cake is so disgustingly delicious. I'm going to eat this whole fucking cake. Like, that's basically it. Like, Kingdom Hearts is like the cake from Matilda, and I am Brutus Bogtrotter, and I will down that bitch. Okay, I used to fantasize about that cake, but like... <laughs> <laughs> but it's, and it's great. It's wonderful mostly because of the memories I have associated with that game. I'd say the same thing with uh, Final Fantasy uh, X, and I'd probably say, if there's any other game, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Uh, those, were- are, those are heavy nostalgic games to me. Yeah, I remember. I remember when we were growing up. Like those were, Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy X were like the two games that you were obsessed with. And you brought like the play guides, and I was like, "These are cool characters." I was like, "These," and like I flipped to you, and I'm like, "She's pretty." I'm not gonna think about this for another like two years. <laughs> I was literally in the like mindset of I have to share this with everyone because if I don't, they're not gonna know. And they need to know, so I'm going to tell them. And like I <laughs> Yeah, no, and like I think like I I thought Kingdom I thought the like I thought the like the kind of the JRPG characters, the kind of Final Fantasy characters of Kingdom Hearts were really cool. I thought the like the Disney I like the Princesses of Heart like concept when you told me about it. Yeah. I still think the Donald and Goofy and Mickey thing like is just it's just too much for me. <laughs> oh, it's my fa- that's my favorite thing is just is that after a while. So for something like when you have constant exposure to something, it doesn't seem ridiculous. Um, so like, for instance, with Donald and Goofy and Mickey, <laughs> yeah. the first the first time I saw it, I was a cu- I was a kid and I was like, I love these. Th- I mean, I this was this is the same person who enjoys watching Mickey's House of Villains on Halloween and like, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas and every and every Disney property that was like a, a Halloween thing. 
So um, I was like, like having Donald and Goofy like be a knight and a wizard and like Mickey be a king. I was like very like down for that shit. And now uh, like as an adult, I'm like, fucking Donald, heal me. Like, <laughs> like I'm treating them like employees who I've been working alongside for many, many years. But anybody who comes new to the office is like, hey, do you work with the the girls who played twins in The Shining and I'd be like no that's obviously Kathy and Betty can you please sit down they're going to tell you what you need to do on your first day and they'll be like but they're wearing the same costume and I'd be like that is their uniform <laughs> <laughs> like that's the thing is it's because you're so used to it like for any newcomer and if they were to come over to my house and watch me playing Kingdom Hearts 3 they'd be like why is Donald a wizard and I'd be like excuse me that is court wizard to you you ignorant bitch <laughs> it's like Donald, wear some pants. Wear some fucking pants. It's an OSHA violation. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see, uh, see, like, OSHA knock down uh, (laughs) King Mickey's door. Oh, and also, just a quick, like, side note. The reason, uh, so not in the first game. In the first game, Maleficent's your big Disney villain. But from Kingdom Hearts 2 onward, they added Pete, which makes sense because why wouldn't they um and pete is voiced by jim cummins who's been in uh you know every single disney property ever he's he's done like 70 million voices he does scar he does winnie the pooh he does tigger he does pete he does everything and uh he's wonderful and he's in a lot of kingdom hearts uh throughout the series he's not just like your disney characters he does um so for instance any movie where sorry sorry to interrupt you who's pete like pete's dragon no, Pete is in like Pete the cat from from you know uh, Steamboat Willie, like you know Pete. Uh, oh in yeah, oh my in god, a goofy Sorry. movie that one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, I just assume everyone knows everything that I do, and I'm like, well, obviously you know everything that I do. Duh, why else would I know it? Like <laughs> this is shared common knowledge. Oh <laughs> yeah, all I all I needed to know was from Goofy movie, and then like I have the whole image of like it's, him and his beefy son. And it's <laughs> great. It's so good because Pete looks just as beefy as he does in in uh, in Goofy movie. Like he's still this gigantic fat cat, which I really now appropriate um, <laughs> but he's got this like weird outfit on that it was introduced in kingdom hearts 2 and i just accepted it but now if i were to look at it i'd be like it looks like pete trying to cosplay as both a leather daddy and a character in tron and i don't like it um, <laughs> hold on let me look this up actually wait let me send you the link that because if, if you just search pete it's gonna be like uh, okay so let's see gonna Pete since Pete I, we've been kingdom. talking about emo bands Pete Wentz is gonna pop up Pete Kingdom Hearts 2 yeah this is pretty yeah exactly <laughs> hold on hold you're on. not you're not ready for this let me is it um uh, did you DM it to me copy link address I'll just send it to you over here oh. there you go click on the Google link that's okay. very condensed and concise you know just small um, enough hold on previous Page is sending you to K Wiki game Pete. Oh, that is like that is like weird. Like it's like goalie and like leather daddy and sort of this kind of yeah. It's like it's like hockey goalie. Meets. To be honest, they dressed him up in the exact same kind of costume that Sora wears. It's kind of like very the- weird. It's kind of like the Confederate flag on his chest, which I don't know how I feel about that. That's like I honestly did not even. <laughs> think about that until you mentioned it right now i think it's just red and blue no i know i know it is i know it it just kind of looks it just kind of looks like it okay all right sounds good girl (laughs) it does 
I mean, to be fair, I also, again, you're, you're talking to someone who's been deeply entrenched in Kingdom Hearts lore, so Sora also has an ex. It's called the uh, Recusant Sigil, and it's how uh, Xehanort marks his members. So, sure. for me, I'm like, I'm like, oh, that, that yeah, I see the red and the blue, but now I'm like, yeah, it's the Recusant Sigil. Um, but that's because, again, like, I'm like, heavy, deep into this, you know, 18 years plus, got it, you know, just everything obsessed with this video game. Yeah, you're d- you're deep into this, whereas I'm, like, a complete outsider, so I'm just sort of like, mm, calm as I see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can tell you, though, that, uh, believe me, uh, the ki- creators of Kingdom Hearts are nowhere near uh, as thinking as deep and heavy into racist overtones like that. They're more like, I just put an X on everything, because everybody in Organization 13 has an X in their name. <laughs> okay, so, like, I, sp- I will admit like for some of the like like the like the Zemnis and Zigbar, I like tried to like wriggle out the like the real names. So their names are gonna be Bragg, you've got Dylan, you've got uh Ienzo, who's uh whose nobody name is Zexion. Um from Larixine and Marluxia, I don't believe uh oh no Larixine is uh Arlena Arlena. I literally she's my favorite character. Larixine somebody. Um she's uh, Arlena no, not Arlena. Uh, not Arlene. Elrena. Elrena. That's her name. So she's Elrena, um, which is which is stupid because her name can also create an anagram of Arlene, but her name is Elrena. Uh, Marluxia's name is Lorium. Uh, Roxas is Sora. Shion is an anagram for no one, so it's number one, but the uh, uh, it's an imaginary number, so I. Um, and then who else? We've got Vexen. His name is Evan. We've got Demix, who we don't know what his somebody name is. We've got Luxord. We don't know what his somebody name is. Uh, we've got Axel, whose real name is Lee. We've got si- si- yeah Lee. We've got Syx, whose real name is Isa. So believe me when I tell you that when before they released all their real names, their somebody names, the fandom was just going crazy, writing fucking fake names like Demix could be uh, Edom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I will admit, like, that is, my brain was like, anagrams. <laughs> like, what's Yeah, going and on? that's the thing is, you can create anagrams if your names aren't names in the first place. Because guess what? Bray gain a name. I mean, it may be. I don't know. But please don't name your children that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, um, I definitely have learned a lot from this. Um, this is, we're going to keep this a rather concise episode. Yes. Um, so um, thank you so much for listening to this second part of uh, Kingdom Hearts Madness. In which and if Hillary- you have any questions, please direct them directly to google.com. If you have any questions for Megan specifically, you can you can, you can also direct those to <laughs> google.com. You can email us at dearfandompodcast at gmail.com. And I've been directly it. send that email to Google. I'm sorry, we're done. <laughs> I'm not answering any of your questions about what comes next in the fucking lore. If you want to debate how gay each character is, those are the ones I'm willing to have. The answer is all of them. They're all all gay. They share popsicles. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this has been fun. Have a wonderful rest of your day and uh, stay safe. Absolutely. Stay safe, guys. Continue to wear a mask. Um, Please continue to wear a mask. And don't go to fucking Disney World. Yeah. Speaking of Disney, don't go to Disney World. And don't go to Disney World. The best way to support the Disney company, uh, I don't know, download Disney Plus, buy Kingdom Hearts, uh, the story thus far, and play all the games. Uh, Just stay home. (laughs) Have a great day. Bye. Bye.